Let's go. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. It's the bold take. We are uh, able to breathe in and breathe out and not smell the stank booty hole air of Houston, Texas. It smells great here in Jacksonville. It's the bold the, uh, windlets on the record, but we're definitely not uh we're not losing losing with the air quality. I feel kind of bad, like like shitting on a city like obviously jacksonville is like the butt of the joke for everybody in the nfl but man was i happy to be home what about you guys yeah yeah overall um i think people have been asking for <laughs> 10 years uh we've been doing the trips for about 10 years 11 years and people have been asking to go to houston uh, or you know, I think some of it too is people who live in Texas, which I get like, Hey, that's the easy trip for folks who live in Austin or anywhere else in Texas. It's a, it's a little closer to go there obviously than it is to come to Jacksonville for a game or most other places. So it's been a spot that, that folks have wanted us to go to for a while. I having been to Houston a few times in the past was never really in that much of a hurry to go back to Houston. I One, feel that. Two, I also was of the school of thought that like even when that team has been putrid they usually beat us um and even when we've been pretty good and they've been bad they usually beat us so <laughs> setting myself up for uh all of that plus some of the logistics that come with uh, planning stuff for a noon kickoff which is just weird bunch of weirdos um yeah. So anyway, that is, that's kind of, um, and that is sort of how Houston went sort of, and that's went. exactly how the trip went. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, so, you know, call me Capstradamus or whatever you want to call me, but, um, I will say I was one of those people that was like, yo Cap, why don't we ever just go to Houston, man? And you know, I totally get it now, man. You were right. It, it, the difficult thing about Houston is there's, there are pockets of cool stuff for sure. Cause it's a big city and just by default, you're going to get that, but everything is so spread out, including the, actually the easiest day logistically that I had was game day. Cause we all just got on the Metro and cruised up yeah, like every, yeah. everything else that I did required at least two or three Ubers. Yeah. I mean, I probably spent like $74,000 on Ubers. I'm just, yeah. just, just an Lyft estimate. Is, like, Lyft a, is fucking like, banking off of me, dude. It's a rough estimate, but it was probably pretty close to that amount just because everywhere we were going. Um, so yeah, anyway, um, I don't know if we were going to get into the trip, but you kind of segued us into it. So, so there you go. I'm still recovering. So it's on my mind, you know, my head still kind of hurts a little bit. Like, right. Oh there. man. I'm, I'm four I, shots in a row that we took. Or whatever. <laughs> I could between that and Dilla's edibles. Um, <laughs> shout out to the homie hobby uh, brought the, <laughs> brought the heavy the, the heavy doses um yeah no I, I i still am yesterday i was feeling it too we got back monday and i just slept like crap too man the, the, uh, christopher my man at the airbnb if you're listening i put this in my in my uh 
my review. Ooh, Cap reviewed their asses. I did. I did. I, I said, look, everything was great. How do you have the bottom floor bedroom is the only one without a ceiling fan, though? Like your boy, Ooh. like I was so hot. so hot the entire trip. So I barely slept. It's like so three nights of barely sleeping. I didn't really a bunch sleep. Of very partying. Well. Jaguars get their teeth kicked in. You do the math. I didn't feel too well when we got back. Feel that. I, I was uh, lucky enough to grace the pullout couch. And when the couch was pulled out the first night, I was told straight away, yo, that is so uncomfortable. You're not going to want to sleep there. And I just want to just say that I slept like a baby all three nights. He did. <laughs> it was probably nice and cool. It was freezing cold in the living room, like 60 Beautiful. degrees. But they were like, this thing is not comfortable. You're not going to like, there's a metal bar through the middle of the bed. I literally mm. slept like a baby through it all. Yeah. It was elite. It was better I, than the Jaguars could ever be. I don't know how he did it. I was the person that was telling him there's no fucking way you're going to sleep on <laughs> well, I was I, like, just I, come I, sleep with me and Cass, bro. Come on, get, get on in. I'm here. pretty sure I know how he did it, but uh, <laughs> it's called being so lifted that he didn't feel anything. Um, but so I really think, though, what this was, the trip to Houston was kind of a litmus test, right? For a theory that I've long had, most of us have, uh, you know, have, have mentioned it before. Like you legitimately could take us like our core of pals and good friends, but then also the extended BCB family, like you could take us and put us anywhere. And we're going to have a good time. Even Houston fucking Texas. <laughs> you know, even Houston, <laughs> even when we lost a freaking tie God Taylor, and David Duchovny is their coach and whoever the hell else they have on their team. I don't even know. Um, like we still had a good time. We still had fun. There were a lot of smiles. Um, I keep saying this, man. I don't know whether I'm going to be able to sustain planning these trips every year long enough for us to experience this. <laughs> but someday when we're – like when we legit have like a 50, 50 shot, <laughs> not saying like a, a, a 70, 80, 90% shot at winning the game, but when we legit go to these games and we got a 50, 50 shot of winning, I don't even know, like, what are we going to do with ourselves? Cause I'm so used to now leaving at some point during the game, just pissed off and going and, and getting back in the, in the bar scene. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to come first. Maybe that's a Twitter poll. <laughs> I'm I'm going to give up planning these trips or we're going to eventually get to a point where the team is functional and competent enough to win some of these games that we go to. We along the same vein we do have a few jag bags that are kind of like this like what's going to happen first this 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 or this that are pretty elite questions so okay they turn right. jag bag and also we've got a giveaway we got our 500 YouTube subscribers so we've got um, we've definitely got a $50 gift card from perfect rack that they're going to give away. Um, and then what we, we're going to give them like a t-shirt or something else too. give them some bold take swag or some PCB swag. Throw yeah, we can, uh, we, we can arrange that. We can arrange that, but we're going to have to pick somebody out probably at the end of this episode somehow. Right. Yeah. This is really good radio right here. It's very good. We, we, we definitely, it, believe it or not, folks at home, when you're listening to this, we actually did talk about this before. <laughs> this was the one thing we talked about. The only thing we talked about. 
Um, I will have to say too, there's some more good radio on the way. The um, highlight of the trip for me was right. Oh, is it going to show? Right nope, here. Nope. Definitely not showing. I'm not going to show. Definitely not showing. Damn it. Fucking for those of you though, that, for those of you though that are watching this on on the YouTube, you'll notice the uh, our our new background um for for the pod on youtube we're we're we're, we're growing up we're kind of official i'm getting rid of the background since i can't flash my phone at the camera no stop it stop <laughs> it right now you stop it right now that who, who was the gentleman who did this for us it was very nice of him um, that would be that would be made by tim no tim didn't do it yeah, he did. did he i thought you said somebody else did this one no, the, the background other, for YouTube. The other person did the one with the white squares in it, which we'll get there eventually. When we can. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're too dumb to figure that one out. 10-4, 10-4. This is fantastic <laughs> podcasting right now. Fantastic. We, we Let's are talk the, about we the, the Jacksonville one, Jaguars. We are the week one Jacksonville Jaguars of podcasts right now. <laughs> kind of funny to bust the team's balls for not being able to line up. And here we are, like, fumbling over the background screen. But anyway, we're just the pros, pros, and we're glad you're here for us. <laughs> you guys, so this is how you guys know that Urban Meyer is coaching our podcast. <laughs> so, oh, shit. Um, before we get into uh, talking about Dilla's uh, favorite head coach, um, just putting a bow on the on the trip stuff favorite memory overall of the trip favorite what was it um, well, what i was trying to show you the picture of was the highlight of my trip was that barbecue place um what was it called the pit room dude that place was insane. 10 out of 10 no, no flex yeah so far we ate good the whole time that was probably for as like lame as it was that it took forever to get everywhere the food that i went to was 10 out of 10. Um, I hit that breakfast club spot for breakfast. Um, we hit some taco spot that was fire as hell. We when the first night we were there with you, or the first day we hit that random taco spot and it had that yeah. chicken and waffle taco with like the waffle tortilla. Thing. Yeah, it looked like you guys got like authentic tacos, and yeah. then you also they were got fire. the you know the creative tacos, which is that velvet taco place that that, that you guys yeah. met us at. Yeah, that was that place was good too. It was um, cool, and I, I think everywhere we went to, like, venue-wise was fun. So, like, I think, like, the, the food atmosphere hangout with, you know, the boys, the smaller group, that's always my favorite part of these trips. Like, why, why do you want to go watch the Jaguars lose again? Well, I just like to hang out with my friends. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I was uh, – I you know, I tried to – it's funny because I missed – I'm like Downer Jag fan when he missed the Fred Taylor run in the playoff game <laughs> yes, against the Dolphins. Like, that's his claim of fame. I was at Trevor's first game and I missed the first touchdown because I was up in the beer line. And so I literally came down to my seat and I think they came down and got like a field goal or they scored, they being the Texans. And then I'm sitting there and I think I tweeted out like, wow, I can't believe I missed Trevor's first uh, I was in the beer line and so people started tweeting me like you need to go back you need to go back and so I'm like lol yeah but, like I maybe I should and then then we come down and we go like three and out and I'm like fuck all right I'm going back to the beer line like it's worth a shot and so I was in the beer line we get the ball back and Trevor throws like the first or second pick. And then I was just like, that's it. That's it. There, is, there is nothing that I can do. There's nothing anyone can do. Like the Lord Jesus Christ cannot help us at this moment. And that's it. From that point on, I never went back to my seat. I don't know. What was that? Like the end of the, like the middle of the second quarter. 
Yeah. <laughs> you were done. All I know is I was sitting next to like Solly and Solly's boys. And when he threw that first pick, as soon as he put the ball back, you I said, I said, pick. That's and a pick. sure enough, as soon as it was, I, I, that was the, the like first moment, even though I think the score was like 17 to seven. I was like, well, this one ain't happening. He folks. was coming left and he cranked it like this. I was like, yeah, don't look nope. not happening. Champ. But, yeah, it was, uh, Man, it sucks so bad knowing that feeling, though. And, and, and so this is what ends up happening to me, right? Like in, in moments like that where it's 20-something to seven or whatever the hell it was in that moment. And, and <laughs> it's still the first half. I Like I'm just conditioned to believe that it's not going to get better. And in fact, it's going to get worse especially when I'm on these road trips because it's happened to me so many times and and I hate that feeling. Like I I hate the fact that that's it immediately where I go to. It's like a, it's like a, a a resoluteness, but in anger And, and and it sucks. And I think that's why I'm so quick now. I think I left like five, six minutes into the third quarter because I was just like, I I can't do it. Like I, I just, so much goes into these damn trips and, and I don't, and then I inevitably I always get somebody who comments back like, well, then why do you do it? Why do you go? And it's like, okay, first of all, go fuck yourself. Second, like I'm, I'm just, because I have fuck. psychological problems. Yeah. Okay? I'm, I'm here to vent, right. I'm here to vent. Like, and, and I think we're all on record saying that the trips are worth it within themselves just because we get to go hang out with our pals. And yes, sometimes I think about, right. Sometimes I think about, could I just get Dilla and Solly and Tim and Pat and, you know, just insert all of our pals. Um, and then maybe even an even larger group and all of us just go take a trip and party and have fun somewhere cool. Absolutely. But there is an element. There's an element to following your team, mm-hmm. the team that you love, that's from your city, the city you live in, the city you call home, whatever it is. There's that element that goes along with it. And that element is freaking awesome up until like the game starts for us, unfortunately, you know what I mean? And so it's not just about, yes, we can laugh and we can say, wow, it's, it's, you know, yeah, the game sucks and whatever. At the end of the day, we're like, we're there to make memories with our friends, but there is that kind of other little element of like when you're in the bar Saturday night and it's, you know, it's 250, 300 Jaguar fans and you've invaded another city. You're all there for a common goal and a common interest and, to support something that you all care deeply about, that is what you can't replicate and duplicate. You know what I mean? So um, I don't know. To spin off on that, just like keep going to Tad, when we do like break off into our smaller groups and do our own thing, you know, before the big night of party and night before party, when you're around town and you see a Jaguar fan that you've never like met before, never seen before. And you just see that logo. You're like, Hey, like, that's my guy right there. That's my, that's my girl. Like that's family. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah, it's super tight to see that anywhere. And and when you're out of town and you see it, it just, it's that much cooler. Well, it's, it's that much cooler when you're out of town and when you're there like for the weekend or the week of a game too, right? Like it's one thing if you're just visiting some family up in Minneapolis and you run into somebody, you know, wearing a Jaguar hat, that's always cool. But like when you, when you know that person is there for the same reason as you, and that's to watch your garbage ass franchise. You see, that's why they're, they're like family, you know, they're down for it. Yeah. They're, they're, they're down for it. Kind of people right there, so. 
It is. It is. And, and that's a special kind of bond, man. It, it's, um, and I don't know if that's some of like the soccer culture coming out of me or whatever, but it's just always something that just away days, um, going out and traveling and, and following the team is, is, uh, in a lot of ways in the last decade, it's been more fun for me than even home games, which is crazy. I never thought I'd say something like that, but, um, last thing I'll say was it was really cool. Uh, for those of you that are listening to this, I know we've got a bunch of you that, you know, maybe aren't hardcore BCB members, but you know, you've stumbled upon us or you follow the Dillical cause he's got the goods on the interwebs, whatever it is. I, w- I just want to encourage you join us on one of these while I'm still doing them. Um, jo- join us on them because, uh, it is really awesome to be at the bar gate on Sunday, like we were. And usually when we do these things, I can probably recognize 75 to 85% of the people that are there. Cause it's, it, you know, it's core people, it's whatever. But this time I dude, I'm serious. Like for me, you, know, you guys probably even less for me, I probably only knew 50, 60% of the people there by name, like, from the jump. Now I got to know a lot more people. And if I see all around town or at the games or at the tailgates or whatever, then obviously, yeah, I, I, you know, I've made some, some new friends, but um, that was really, really awesome. And then it was, it was cool to, to get a younger generation too. Yeah. Um, cool. It was I'm, really cool. I'm not the kid anymore. It's wild. Like that there's like, you're not the kid anymore. I mean, you're telling me, bro. Like, and that's something that's always kind of been on my mind with BCB is like when we started this shit, like, you know, Dilla, you were 20 you know, and, and Andy Willis was like 14 and, you know, Sally was like 23 and, and it was, we were the young fans. We were the young fans traveling and now there's other ones. So, um, you know, I, I know maybe now we're kind of a separate generation from those young ones, but I, th- I think every one of the young ones that came on the trip with us had fun too, which is cool. Um, means that we're not completely old and washed and we still know how to have a good time. And a message for all of them too, especially people who came on this trip for their first time. Like this trip was, this trip was not as fun as a lot of the other trips we've had. And I think it's all because of the city, mostly like the logistics that cap was talking about the fact that everything was so spread out. Most cities we go to are much easier to traverse around and we all can meet up in the same places um there's much cooler spots in in most of the cities um games are not at noon so we have a longer tailgate time or bar gate time whatever the case may be um this one i mean there's a reason that like cap said it took forever for him to commit to a houston trip and you know there 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 are it's not without its its cool parts but this one didn't have the same elements as some of the other cities. In the same country. vibes. Yeah. And that's, that's why it's important too. like when we pick the venues or, you know, the, the cities, for the trips, <laughs> like a lot of that goes into it, but yeah, I encourage anybody to come out, man. We, so the packages are still available for Cincinnati. We're still doing it. I had a few people like, Hey, uh, cap, you're still doing Cincinnati. And I'm like, yeah, I yes. paid for all the game tickets out of my pocket. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, believe me, I maybe thought about not doing it, but um, no, I'm, I'm fired up. Cincinnati's a new city. It's a, it's a new place for me. So now it's like a new stadium to check off the list. Um, it's a new city that I actually am really, really looking forward to. I don't know why it's in fucking Ohio. I don't know if you guys knew that, but I checked it's in Ohio and I'm really excited to go to Ohio. Something I never thought I'd say, but I'm pumped to go to Cincy. We don't have a huge group going right now. So I encourage everybody. Um, but it's going to be a tight group of, you know, of pretty much everyone sitting together 
like together, together I got, for this game was a little different than the Texans game. I was able to get, you know, mass tickets together. So mm-hmm. we'll have like 50 sitting together and hopefully bargate of a hundred plus people is what we're, we're, we're hoping for. So um, if you're on the fence, hop off the fence and let's go to Cincinnati. It's the rumble in the jungle. If you're new new around here, new listener, new follower on the internet, all of us kind of got really cool on these away trips together. Like I met both of these guys in New York city for the first time in my life. And then two months later, I was like spending the night in Orlando with Solly going to like magic games and getting drunk in downtown Orlando. Like just go, I promise you're going to like make friends with people. It, you're gonna have like crazy bonds that you like would have never thought you would have had before and like who the hell knows what comes after that but you should definitely go because it's dope that's like like remove the football game you're gonna have so much fun without the football game that like even if they show up and play half decent it's just gonna push it over the moon so something to think about it's fun as hell you should check it out yeah if not since you know there's always next year hopefully and speaking of transportation we got to do our first ever <laughs> live ad read oh for our guy boz that's exciting executive transportation so boz is like traveling around with aew now um but he is still available for rides if you give him a call um and give him you you may need to give him a little more advance notice not like hey boz i need you to come pick me up in like 20 minutes but give him a call 904-887-0763 hop in his dms if you follow him on the twitter machine um you know we'll be retweeting him from the account all the time but um boz executive transportation the og sponsor yeah, Bo- for sure. Boz is blue into Houston. He came and I think he went in the breakfast taco line and then bounced. He had to go to another city or something like that. He was he, gone. He's gone. I saw like him that. in the line. I was like, oh, Boz is here tight. And it was like too tight for me to get over to him. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'll catch up with him at some point. The motherfucker was gone. He's gone. Um, that, it's no. a man of mystery. No. But you, yeah, you can still utilize him, y'all, because he he's like, he's a one stop shop for transportation. So if you got a wedding coming up, hit him up. He's got the hookup on limos, party buses, stuff like that. Hit him up. He will he will point you in the right direction. Even if he's not the one who's driving you, he will point you in the right direction. I got to tell you right now, if you're making an airport trip and you're going to be gone for a while, it, it may make more sense to have Boz take you and pick you up when you come back than sit there and pay for parking. So stuff like that, you know, like Solly said, he, he's not Uber. And especially right now, like you can't hit them up on Friday and be like, hey, pick us up from the Ritz. But um, if you're planning some sort of travel where you need car service or bus service or limo service, definitely hit up our boy, man. He is the best of the best. And he he has like first class service. Like if you're if you tell him like, hey, I'm taking my girl out for anniversary or something like that, he's going to have fucking rose petals in the seats for you. Fucking champagne on ice. Like he he's not messing around with that type of shit. For sure. The boss. Uh, so hit up boss. It's 904-887-0763. The OG. Money. Um wait, shout out to the sponsors, bro. Tony was Tony was out there. We it was like a sponsor trip. Tony was out there. Boz was out there. Was yeah, money. yeah. I saw well, I didn't get to fucking even talk to Boz. He was in the line and I was like, oh Boz. And then he was fucking gone. I don't know. He went to some city he's traveling all around um is, New York, New Jersey. taking wrestlers everywhere and shit living his living, dream living you gotta love it life on a magic that's what happens when you link up with the bold take man yeah. your dreams come true 
Ladies, hop in Dilla's DMs. Your dreams will come true. <laughs> so we want to talk a little bit about um, how unprepared our football team looks all the time. All the time. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it happened all preseason, all four games, right? <laughs> Not Dallas, but really, yeah. Dallas, they look pretty good, man. They were prepared. That we we took it to their third stringers. Yeah, we killed their plumbers and car salesmen and real estate. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, let's let's. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what more to say there is than they they just came out and and that was for me that was the most disappointing part of all of it was that you know I, I think all of us have convinced ourselves that Urban Meyer like his role okay so Urban Meyer is not hi, hiring Urban Meyer is not hiring Sean Payton it is not hiring um Bill Belichick on the on the defensive side right it, you are not hiring a guru on one side of the ball i guess you could say special teams is you know is his is his bread and butter over the years but when it comes to the two core sides of football, you're not hiring somebody who is, is like, and I always like to say it this way. Am I hiring a coach that the moment that he is hired, one side of the ball is fixed and you can't say that with urban, right? So what he has to then be is either in a situation, right? Cause I don't think anybody said, Oh, Mike Tomlin was hired by Pittsburgh the defense is fixed because Tomlin is coming. No, instead Tomlin more of a CEO type, a relationship manager. Mm -hmm. He came into a situation where one side of the ball already had an identity. Same thing with Baltimore, mm -hmm. right? John Harbaugh, not a, not known for, he's a special teams coach, right? So not known as a guru on either side of the ball. Came into a situation where the defensive side of the ball, this is how we play. This is our institutional way that we play. Hard-nosed defense, this type of scheme, right? More or less, it's, it's changed and morphed a little bit over the years, but more or less, we're a defensive football team that wants to run the football. So he came in, there was an identity. Urban came here and there was no identity on either side of the ball other than that like clown circus theme music that goes on. That was our identity, right? Um, that was our identity. So the hope was that just him being so on top of things and a taskmaster that he would at least tighten up both sides of the ball. Maybe we wouldn't end up becoming a juggernaut on either side anytime soon, but he would tighten things up. All the shit that, you know, the, the poor play, the poor, excuse me, not poor play, but poor execution, right. Or lack of execution, the stupid penalties, lack of concentration, those types of things are what you would expect him to tighten up. Now, yes, it's only been one game, <clears throat> but, but I said this to somebody else the other day and I promise I'm going to let Sally and Dilla talk, but I'm just getting this shit off my chest. I said this to somebody else the other day. I said, look, 
the issue is I have not given up fully on Urban Meyer on this whole project, any of that shit. The issue, though, there's some people out there that want to say, look at all of you that are getting bent out of shape over one game. Well, that was quite literally the one game this season against the one opponent that you couldn't lose like that and still keep the fan base and potentially some of your players. I don't know that for sure, but, but like that's one hell of a game to pick to have the type of showing that they have. Now, does that mean that the entirety of the rest of the season is done and they won't win a freaking game the rest of the season? No, but it also means that people are justified in saying, whoa, 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 whoa. What the hell, bro? Yeah. And the other side of that is obviously you pretty much changed the entire defense, right? You have new people all over the defense, new scheme, new coach, everything, obviously. Yep. You have a new offensive coordinator, so you're changing the offense completely, and you have a rookie quarterback, and it's the first game. Guess who else had all that other than the rookie quarterback? Well, the rookie quarterback is makes a difference. I guess. I mean. But they were much more prepared, absolutely. I'm not going to argue yeah. that. I agree. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But – there aren't, many, there aren't many places on their roster that if you looked at it roster to roster that you'd say, I'd take that position group over the Jaguars. When they introduced the defense, I knew like two people. Bro, we yeah. were laughing at them when they were coming out. Yeah, I was like, who are we? We're fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, that's, that's kind of it. Like, Tyrod threw three deep balls and he hit three deep balls. And none of them were, or two of them were not like great throws. They no, were, the first one were yolo. Away or picked off. And the one that the receiver came from the right side of the field to the left side of the field and Dewey should have been getting back to help out. And he like refused to until the ball was in the air. Like that's just the kind of shit that like when it, when you see people talking this week about it being a perfect storm of like everything going bad. I mean, that's it. When Tyrod throws three balls and like, they equate for 180 yards and he throws for 290 the whole game. Like you're not going to win that game, especially when you're lining up like fucking idiots and you can't even, your guards are so far off the line of scrimmage as your tackles are off the line of scrimmage. And we're not even playing defensive ends that are worth the shit. Like merciless is a good player, but you know what I mean? Like he's injured coming off a hammy or this week we're going against two defensive ends who, who can ball? So what are they going to do? They're going to line up even further in the backfield. Like they're going to line up on the sideline. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know like what to expect, but we'll get there. I'm, I'm kind of confident. I will say like the 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 defense is like all new, new players, new coach, new scheme. Like you kind of expect some bumps there. Like mm-hmm. and and they didn't even really play that bad if they just make like two of those plays. Yeah, if, yeah, if that's that's the quarterback up. My bad and. If Chase unwraps the quarterback up and Dewey doesn't play, it's a different game. Yeah. Yeah. And if yeah, yeah, I mean, frankly, there's you can point to three or four plays, and that's any game, right? I mean, no, yeah, for sure. but but you can point to three or four plays there uh, from the defensive perspective. If we just make the plays, then mm-hmm. yeah, it's potentially a whole different ball game. Um, you know, maybe James Robinson gets to touch the ball more than five times. Right. Maybe Trevor doesn't feel like he has to you know, be a hero halfway through the second quarter because of the way shit's going. The um, offense and the offense is really just about a, we retained an entire offensive line that is not very strong. Right. Hey, but cool. they graded out good against the rest of the league. Top 10. 
overall, like with the pen, when you factor in the penalties and all that stuff, like they're not that great. My well, here's my and thing: with the, the coaching is line. the coaching it's, is a complete mess. Yeah, it's not so yeah. much that I, I don't think that there's ability there because I think overall offensive line play around the league is kind of shit. Right. My issue is that we've got a bunch of young guys <laughs> with time and money and draft capital invested in them. And I, I can't point to a single one of them that's gotten any better since they got here. Yeah. So can we talk about the coaching for a second? At what yeah. point do we not just look at it for what it's worth? George Warhop isn't vaccinated. He doesn't get to spend the amount of time with the team that he's supposed to. If we go back and look at the vaccination rules and how much face-to-face he gets, he doesn't get any. That's, that's fucking stupid. What, like, whether you agree with vaccinations or not, here are the rules and these are what they have to apply to. So us knowing that he's not vaccinated and the offensive line's not getting the coaching one-on-one or however they do it when they're, you know, meetings, because that's where it's happening inside or where he's not at anyway, because it's inside. Like, at what point do we just tell that guy to fucking get on and we get a coach in here who can work with the players? To me, the two most important (laughs) – for the next decade, the two most important things – I mean, you look at – what made New England so good other than Brady and Belichick, right? Dante Skarnecchia for like 12 years, right? Of, of Brady's 37 that he's been playing or whatever. I mean, they were taking no name guys from mid and late rounds, free agents and turning them into really great system based, smart, offensive linemen that were there to do exactly and and so i don't know how you invest so much in a guy like trevor and then you bring back the dude fucking george warhop yeah it's um that's the big head scratcher on that for me that's what i said too i I think I, i tweeted that out a couple of times it's like you know yeah we can keep looking at these gifts of Juwan Taylor falling over or AJ can, which I mean, that was such a bad game for him. I, I, I got to think COVID man, I got to think COVID is affecting him. Um, we don't know that for sure, but, but yeah, anyway, we, we can only bitch about some of these guys in the offensive line for so long when, when at the end of the day, it's like, okay, one of two things or both perhaps are, are, are fucked. And that's our talent evaluation at those positions or, our ability to develop and i think it's probably a little bit of a combination of both but there the big test will be when um when a couple of these guys leave and they still have another contract or two left in them where do they go do they get any better you know that that'll be the big test especially at left tackle yeah which is which is obviously coming the writings on the wall right yeah i mean if i mean cam's gone so is where he ends up will be interesting to me. And does he ball out? Cause I can totally see it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he was good as shit before he got here. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so I don't know. It's uh, but people, what I'll say about offensive line is people got to stop thinking that you're going to get five stud offensive linemen. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm watching some of these teams. It's possible, but it's, it's not likely in today's NFL. Mm-hmm. Like you want to be able to find, if you got three, the four really solid ones. Most lines have at least one weak link and then you can scheme around that, right? Like you can, you can provide help. You can do shit. We got man hurts for, for, for goodness sakes. But um, 
you know, I see some people like, well, so-and-so sucks. The rest of them are pretty good. It's like, well, Hey, if the rest of them are okay, or if they're league average, then we're doing better than some other teams. I mean, I watched the uh, Baltimore couldn't, couldn't, um, they couldn't block Solly, no. Solly Crosby uh, and, and, and Jan the other night, they couldn't block them. Yeah. And I mean, I think um, it, like for as crazy and as bad as people back, And AJ Cam brought back a nine out of a hundred rating on PFF. So if he even gives us like a 20 out of a hundred, like are they a top four team? You know what I mean? So like Trevor only got sacked zero times, right? One time, zero times. One time, I think. Must have been after we left. While we were there, he didn't get touched. Yeah. And like we said, I mean, I said it 20 minutes ago, their defensive line's like nothing to worry about. Like you don't have like JJ yeah. Prime anymore or nothing. But I mean, how many times if, – if Gardner Minshew was still the quarterback, we would have been sacked six times, seven times. So, like, that alone right there shows you what elevated quarterback play does for an offensive line, too. So, for as much as everyone bitches about the offensive line moving forward, I, I don't think that's where we should be wasting our energy because, like you said, you're not going to have five studs. And if you have three guys who are capable and two guys who can get the job done – on every other Sunday, you're in a good spot. And the Jaguars are in a good spot at the offensive line comparatively. No, none of them are good. So just be happy with what you got for now. If Trevor gets sacked and breaks his leg, then we can, we can like walk them all out. But I mean, until then I'm, I'm cool with it. That's <laughs> whole face was shaking. <laughs> hey, every time we joke about like when we were talking about wasted versus ruined today, Sally, yeah, my dude cap never takes part in like Trevor's like no good conversation. He always leaves the 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 conference call always starts as soon as I me and you start joking about that shit. No, I don't <laughs> listen. Trevor not being good is not an option for me. So <laughs> he will be broken. Yeah, I will be. Broken. I will be extremely broken. Um, cap will be like a a roach on his back if Trevor is bad. He'll just be like. I'll be like that guy. For the listeners and they can all. Uh, reply in the youtube comments don't not for you guys don't reply now um is trevor lawrence going to be closer to peyton manning matthew stafford or uh david carr i'll take their answers off the air <laughs> cap looked like he saw a ghost when you said david carr <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, I you don't like that so you touched on trevor so let's talk trevor what do you guys what did you guys see out of trevor on Sunday. Man, that dude's arm flashes. He was making some throws that I was like, holy shit, that's crazy. The first throw that wowed me, he like kind of rolled to the right and hit Marvin Jones over the top. And when he threw it, that was like perfectly in line with where we were sitting. And I was like, oh, that's picked. Like as soon as he threw it, I was like the deep safety picks it off. And he threw that with so much zip that the safety like, like – Dog Turn his head weird. I, I don't like, know if I've ever seen somebody throw a football like that live, dude. For sure. And that that at that moment, I was like, all right, like he's tight. And then Holy shit. <laughs> I like so like I said, I went and rewatched the first half of the game, and the the interceptions were bad, but they're not like things where he can't get better from. It wasn't like anything that's like gonna last forever, I don't think. But the touchdown pass that he threw to Chark on the left side. That one right there is what really wowed me because he was open for sure. Like he was definitely an open receiver, but he put the ball in between two defenders like forever yards down the left side of the field. And when he did that, I was like, all right, I've seen him throw like deep outside. He's been like chucking the ball like crazy across the middle. And now he just hit that ball that I've never seen a Jaguars quarterback throw over 25 yards. Like 
this dude's the real deal. That ball, like, it looks like it has a fucking motor in it, dude. It zips. So he read there, right? What was that? That was cover two, yeah. right? And that's all they play. That was right. That's pretty much all they played <laughs> against him the whole time. Yeah. But but he read and he knew based off of basically that that play that they ran is like a cover two beater, right? Yeah. Especially that that's like that that is the mecca honey hole on a cover two right there is if you can get, get that deep over the corner, and yep, over the corner and, and be able to hold that safety for long enough yep. to where, and, and then, and then here's the real kicker because this is where people, you know, <laughs> some people can diagnose it. And then some people can even hold the safety. That's not that hard. Um, but do you have the arm strength and accuracy fucking rocket that fire shit. at 9,000 yards downfield in between those two people? Um, so yeah, that was it, it, like you said, I've never seen a Jaguars quarterback hit that, um, so perfectly. Um, so yeah, that was huge. The I saw that on replay, so it, maybe it doesn't carry the same. I wasn't like there still live when that happened, so maybe it doesn't carry the same weight. That throw that you talked about to Marvin was, and maybe too, because it was on, it was like he was on the run and mm-hmm. it, he was, you know, he's on the move. That ball was a every single time any other quarterback that's played for us other than him throws that ball. That's a, oh, fuck. Yeah, God damn it. You know, I mean, that's, and, and then he completed it. And I, I think I, it was like Tim or Pat or somebody was next to me. I just grabbed their shirt and I was like, <sighs> Like, I, poked, shirt, I think I poked someone? Dillard with my boner. I know. Shirt, hey. Hit us with your shirt. That's what I was uh. all day long. I was <laughs> Jaguar cum face. Um, and yeah, so that, that was huge for me overall for him. This was my take. I went back and watched it as well. Um, there were moments and when you drop back 51 times to throw the freaking ball, of course there's going to be moments. He didn't always look comfortable, um, which I think is to be expected. And there were times where I think if he were, were to allow himself, so sometimes he did allow his internal clock to slow down. And you could see him making the right read, him getting to the second or third progression, him controlling one of the safeties with his eyes. There were other times where he stared some shit down and and then like, even his mechanics in those situations was like, I, I, I want to get rid of it. Right. Like, I don't, I don't want this ball. I want to get rid of it. Yeah. And so if, if he can continue to just get more comfortable, which I think is going to happen because I don't think much phases this dude. Right. A B I think he's smart, especially football smart. Like the dude, like, I mean, he, he sees it. So if you can see it and you can make all the throws and you're also displaying the ability to do kind of that next level stuff it's just it's just going to be a matter of time and practice and work and and you know and, and putting that that work in and just doing um, it feeling comfortable in the game and knowing yeah, where things i think it's going to be a big part of it you know I, I i don't i don't really worry too much about him i worry about like where the jaguars are we going to fuck them up like that's a whole different <laughs> that's a whole different level and, and direction of worry but um I'm hoping to just be able to enjoy watching him him grow and play this year. I think that's that's the big thing for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it, I, we can kind of segue into the coaching side of it. Um, I know there was some some obviously Urban 
good old herbs has dominated the timeline and and the bylines of people from coast to coast <laughs> fight on um shout out to my homie jeff cop fight on go trojans um no you know he's obviously dominated the headlines and uh i don't really care to comment too much on the usc shit but I, i'll say this this is my frustration right now with urban and then i'll, I'll let you guys um talk about it. i know dilly you've got some kind of inside perspectives on sort of what's going on too potentially but the frustration for me with urban is this i want to believe he's this ceo guy and i want to believe he's the guy to brick by brick build this shit like he came out and sold us on in in you know the early days mm-hmm. where you give me reason for great pause is when I'm looking at your body language constantly and I'm, and I'm paying attention to the way that you react to adversity and then the tough questions that follow. And all I have to go by is what he's putting out there in those moments. Do I know how he is behind the scenes with the team? I don't know that. I mean, I think we've heard some whispers here and there about stuff. But to me, this early on in the rebuild, in a build, fuck a rebuild, in a build, because that's what he's saying he's doing, right? Building something. This early on, what concerns me and bothers me is that it is so negative when you look at his body language and you listen to him and what he's putting into the universe, because like it or not, his players may not be going out to jaguars.com and watching his, his press conference. Some of them might, I don't know. Some of them may see it tweeted out and click on it, but the universe is seeing how he's portraying it. And so it's very difficult to say, wow, really tough game against the team that most folks thought we had a good shot at beating not a lot of great things came out of that game as a leader, bro. This is just me speaking here as a leader. You got to come back and you got to hold the Like you've got to hold the line. You've got to come back with a little bit of energy. He's like in a little bit of passion for me about the build and about the process. And in, 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 in almost, he doesn't owe it to anyone to make them feel better. But to me, at a certain point, the way you react publicly matters to how you're trying to build something. Especially when your fucking slogan is own it, dude. Like, yeah, act it, like you it, own it. It was, man, I watched his, and we've talked about the body language before after, what was it, the Saints game or whatever in the preseason. And, and mm-hmm. to see that is not like, you've got to come back and say, look, that was unacceptable. That's not up to the standards we're trying to put together here. And everybody knows it. It starts with me, right? And we're going to get better. Look into the damn TV screen, you know, into the camera and say, we are going to get better. Mm-hmm. And we want people here who buy in, who believe, and who are going to get better, who are going to work to get better. And I believe we got a lot of people. I believe we're on the right track. Like, you got to come out and instill some of that, bro, after the a fucking ass be- like that. The whole tail between your legs after a, an L is... Staring down at the ground. It's like, 
it makes me think like, how has this dude ever been so successful? Yeah. I mean, I figured out what the plus two mentality means for every time you, you know, you get an illegal formation penalty, you do it two more times. (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling good about something today. (laughs) I thought it was for Dewey's missed tackles. Oh, he missed one plus two. Um, (laughs) You know, someone was texting me about Dewey right now. Oh boy. Is that breaking news or hopefully he's, I mean, hopefully hopefully he's released. Okay. Well, you, while you're, while you're looking at that, I will, I'll just finish up the urban thought. I mean, that that's it for me. Um, you come out and your team looks so unprepared. You're supposed to be the CEO, the master of preparation, this, that, the other, uh, fine. First game I buy in, especially on the defensive side. It's not, you know, it, it's a much more complex defense than what we've ran here ever. Probably. Um, the whole lot of guys who haven't played together before, right? With a whole lot of guys haven't played together, fine. I'll buy all that. So come out and just set the tone, man. I mean, his press. If we go get blown out on Sunday again, this Sunday coming up, I won't be surprised. And it's not because I think we've got a like the worst team in the history of football. I won't be surprised because something's telling me in my gut that. I need to question what kind of leadership they got down there right now. Yeah. And I think it's urban can't urban Amy Palchik, anybody in that organization can't get frustrated with the negativity that's coming urban's way when he's not putting any positivity out into the universe, bro. Sure. And I mean, I thought skipping that the press conference apparently did it last week too, but man, that's like, it's just such a bitch look. I'm afraid to talk about what happened and what's coming. I don't know. Like she, Amy Palchich said that like it was her, her call to like not allow it to happen, but I don't know. It just. It's her job to protect him. That's all she's doing. I mean, yeah. yeah. And to to your point though, man, look, you're the fucking CEO, bro. You're the CEO. You are the public face. That is what you are. And you need to be, especially until Trevor is, you know, is, is comfortable and ready. You've got to be that. And, I'd rather and, Trevor be the fucking face right now. Right. But, but <laughs> so if you're the CEO, you need to take those calls with these other uh, markets. Like you, you just need to do it. Cause you can't sit here and tell me you're over there, Sean McVeighing it up. I know you're not. I know you're not I, like for real. Yeah. You know, I know you're not in there with X's and O's scheming it up. What are we doing? Yeah. You're relying on Daryl Bevel to come out with that shit. P B the CEO be the leader. I have zero faith in what is going on right now because you're not giving me that reason to on the field through the preseason and through the first game. And you're not giving it to me really off the field. Yeah. I don't know. Dilly, you want to comment at all about any of the shit that, that you've heard about kind of the potential turmoil going on inside or. Yeah. And I mean, it's just kind of like a, it's everything we've said before, essentially on here, like it's more geared with the coaches. You're starting to see some people are saying it's coming from the players. And I've heard that some of the players aren't like fond of them, but like the good thing and the positive thing, like I've told you guys, it's not your core players. It's not your studs. It's not your better players. It's, it's a lot of the fringe guys who. Um, by fond of him though, you mean by him, you mean Urban Meyer. By Urban Meyer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Liking, not liking. Pretty much what you're hearing in the media, the, the locker room isn't accepting of his, like, ways or whatever the fuck they're saying. That's not true. 
that's the stuff where I'm not like worried right now about any of that stuff. There is players who are maybe not happy or not as happy as they like to be, but what locker room isn't, you know what I mean? Like at what locker room are you getting 53 guys who are happy to be there? That's not happening. Um, but Alabama is concerning. No, we have like a 75 guys or something. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is concerning though, like I said, with it being the coaches, when it is the coaches who have the beef, when it is a specific coach who has the beef with Urban Meyer, and then you look at preparation, like we saw on Sunday, like that's what's like concerns me. My biggest concern moving forward is, are we going to be able to do the simple stuff? Because if they can't even have cordial conversation, how much better can we even get? Are there, is the game planning that goes into it? And I, th- I think it's funny too. Remember a couple of weeks ago after I think it was the Saints preseason game, I brought up the time that Urban Meyer spent talking to the offensive coaches versus the defensive coaches. And now as you continue to hear more and people are talking more, it's that same group of coaches that are causing the issues. And it's just interesting. I mean, where, where did we see, where did we see the stupidity? I guess we saw it more come from the offense, the simple stuff, the defense didn't play great because like Sally said, new scheme, they, and their biggest issue on defense for me, they couldn't get subs on and off the right way. And apparently Colin was getting calls in late and it was like fucking shit up. So that was his first game as a defensive coordinator. If it continues to happen, then that's something I'm going to be worried about. But the offensive side of the ball uh, lining up, we burned two timeouts in the first quarter, like early on. Someone said like, why didn't they challenge um, that the Tyrod deep, the first deep pass that put him inside the 10. And I think uh, he didn't, he didn't have the luxury of being willy nilly with timeouts. It, it, and how often does that call ever go to the, you know, that would have been an L like, that challenge would have been an L anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing too. Like some people are like, Oh, I don't think he threw the flag because they didn't show it on the big boards, which by the way, every time we go to an away stadium, they always look out for their team. And every time in Jacksonville, they're like, Oh, we got these big boards. We got to show it. And as soon as they fucking show it in Jacksonville, the away coach always throws that stupid. Yeah. Bro, we have, <laughs> we got the biggest video board ever just to mark on ourselves. We've got the worst game day. Like when it comes to the production stuff, whether it's the, the dude on the PA calling for stuff, what they're, you know, calling for the move, those chains, like yeah. that, that never happens on time. It's like once every, you know, we don't get that many first downs people. You think you'd be ready. Um, <laughs> but like once every fucking you know, 30 first downs, they actually time it up and it's all good. Uh, that sucks. And then mainly like you just hit the nail on the head. I was waiting for you to get done. So I could say that <laughs> there were two or three questionable calls that went their way in their favor. And we still are waiting on replays on those fucking boards. They haven't shown those things, bro. But you bet your damn last dollar that they, that it becomes Sunday. If there's a questionable call that goes our way as the home team, that fucking replay will be the first one up there. 180, 180 million foot fucking video board in 4k super slow-mo. Yeah, but it's not just that. that Yeah, it's not just that. it's when shit like when we need the damn video we don't get it right we don't want them to show it we get it they show it yeah um i i don't just back to the what we were talking about my overall point on like all this media hype and like all everyone being like oh fuck this is this blows it's urban meyer guys like i know we're not used to being in the media we're not used to being talked about every day we're not used to be talking about you know on we're getting Colin Coward and, and the, the guys that just sit there and they spew like bullshit because they have to talk for three hours every day on radio. 
we're getting that attention now. We're going to hear some crazy stuff. You're going to hear guys from Ohio State say like, yeah, I don't under, I don't, I, I'm not surprised that he's not getting along well based off what other reporters are hearing and then asking players who played. Um, and I listened to an interview today. It was an old podcast of a guy from the Broncos. I think it was uh, Shelly something, I don't know, ironically, Urban Meyer's last name, or wife's name. Um, and he said something along the lines of, until you were a player, Urban Meyer didn't acknowledge you. Pretty much, he, he put all of his energy into you as a recruit. Once you showed up on campus, until you played, he didn't even acknowledge you. He would sit, you know, talk to you in the hallway or whatever, but literally before you were done speaking, he would walk away, he said. But that's the difference in college and the NFL. You don't have a million guys running around. You don't have 50 guys who are walk-ons who don't even travel walking around. You only have 53 guys plus your practice squad. And the Jaguars have a million coaches, and that's just not how the NFL works anyway. So when I hear people talk about that since that came out today and that, that podcast got, like, spit back out onto the internet, that's not stuff that, in my opinion, correlates to how Urban Meyer would be in the league anyway, just because of from a pure number standpoint. There's just not that many guys to where you have to, you know, take your 37 minutes a day and, and talk to them. Bro, that was the biggest thing that just frustrated me during the game and after when I thought about it is how do you keep coming up with these situations where you can't sub people on correctly, where you're not lining up correctly? We have a coach for every player. Like, I mean, it, it, it reminds me of college where you got the get back coach. And when, when, when that was like the first time somebody heard that, you know, term used, yeah. it was like, what they got, you know, and it's just like, it, it, it's, they got so many people on the sideline. It, it just, it, it begs the question, you know, are we organized enough from the top down and maybe yeah. look, maybe it'll get better. Um, maybe urban will be, that guy and and maybe he will begin to build something and the pieces will start to come together uh it's just i think it's also fair right now to be questioning that based off of what our eyes are you know seeing and telling us I, i think it's fair to question it but i also think like you do have to understand it's one game with a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach and for as many of those coaches as we have that was their first game in the NFL, too. Actual game. So, like you said, I mean, we see it. It looks stupid. We've been bitching about it for X amount of time. You should definitely be mad about, like, what you saw. That was, like, the biggest letdown in forever. I mean, yeah. that, that, that was worse than when, like, they were supposed to be good when Del Rio was around and they didn't make the playoffs. You know what I mean? That, that was just, like, so much hype. And then you're playing, like, the worst team on paper in the league in quotes. They beat our ass. Like, that can't happen. And if- Again, I keep, I go back to, bro. We're on the same wavelength, thousand percent. And, and I know, I guess maybe it's just unrealistic to expect this or to want this, but that's why I think Urban didn't do himself or anyone else any favors by the way he handled this week. You're right. I- like it, it, he could have just come out and said, guys, Wow. That was that was an adventure, huh? How about that ride in? Like on fucking, you know, I mean, like it could have just been like, <laughs> guess what? We got free peanuts on the airplane. Like crack a joke or something, my guy. Like, like fucking because. Act like you've lost a fucking Well, game. he's bringing some of, some of this vitriol onto himself right now, too. Like with this negative energy that he's putting out. If he was out here and he was just like, look, 
I'm so damn happy to be in Jacksonville. I'm so happy to be working with these players. I'm so happy to freaking have this challenge. Yeah, they whooped our ass, and that's on me. I'm a rookie head coach. We got a rookie QB. I didn't get him. You know, we didn't get him coached up enough. But guess what? We ain't going to stop until this shit gets better. That's what we're here to do, right? Plus, we're talking about USC. Own it. All this shit. That motherfucker didn't own it. Nothing about his press conference owned it. And, and that's what just bothered me. So, because it makes me wonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While we're talking, though, about press conferences and owning it, you know who did? The fucking quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came straight out and said, hey, I played like shit. I know I'm better than that. I'll get better than that. And we're going to be better than that. Yeah. So, that's cool. And I believed him. So yeah. Do I. Yeah, no reason not to. <laughs> yeah. Again, I just hope we don't Matt Stafford him. That's all. As long as we don't David Carr him, I guess it's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh... I guess what you could say is that we really expected Urban Meyer to be A1, right? Yep. Instead, he just left the door open. It's been a it's been a really cold night ever since we hired him because we haven't called A1 sliders to get our sliding glass door or window repaired, right? Right. So you grew up you grew up like your dad was was a house builder, right? Right. Why are these fucking doors so terrible, dude? This it's this because, man has a whole business just fixing these fucking things. That's because most builders put in builder grade doors. Yeah. And in reality, they're not built to last. They're not quality materials that are going to be, you know, uh, energy efficient, right? That are going to last a long time. That's why you got to call our boy Tony at A1 Sliders, have him come out, have his people come out, they'll do an estimate. They'll measure your shit up. They will treat you right. And they'll get you set up with a quality, quality product. And that's the key, right? Like if you're replacing something in your home, do not replace it with the same grade of the builder grade stuff. That's right. That's right. So um, a1sliders.com is the website. Um, Phone number 386-538-6835. They'll come do a free estimate for you. So they'll tell you what it's going to cost before they do anything. I mean, there's really no reason not to call. Fix your fucking, your fucked up door. They're going for the thing too is like, I know we got a lot of listeners kind of all across the, the first coast area and, and a little, you know, and beyond, obviously and this is one of our sponsors too, that you can show some love to some support. Uh, if you're anywhere, basically from Volusia County up through, you know, through the, the greater Jacksonville area, they'll come out and, and they'll get you set up. So, all you um, people that bought those those junk houses in Nocatee and your shit's already fucking up. Shout out. A1's got gotcha. you. A1. Fingers as efficient as the Jaguars offense. Call A1. Boom. 386-538-6835. A1sliders.com. Call them. Call them. Shout out, Tony. Good seeing you out and the wifey out in uh, the great state of Texas. Yes. Great to meet y'all. Um, so next up, we're going to give away... It's time to give away the $50 perfect rack gift card, right? 500 YouTube subscribers. And then, and then whatever piece of swag Cap has laying around in his, wherever he keeps the swag, the magic, the magic cauldron of swag that people imagine that you have, but really you don't. (laughs) (laughs) I know we, we need to print up some more bold take gear and that's now that it's a new season 
maybe we'll get some some of that stuff put up on the website so we'll get whoever wins uh set up with a little bit of a a care package or something just gonna have to remind me um i'm just going through youtube comments is really the only way i know how to pick out somebody um so i'm just picking a random person youtube comment um you know i'm hoping that this person has a, a way to get to us i mean whether that be twitter whether that be you know call me if you got my cell phone number you can go ahead and hit me with a text whatever um but the youtube commenter i'm just gonna pick a random video here so you know just so you know next next time comments are really the only way i'm gonna be able to pick you out so got a comment on the last video too because i know his lazy ass ain't scrolling cole yeah exactly um so i'm picking uh ant gill whoever ant gill is Give me a, give me a, find me on the Twitter machine. It's at, is that, is that like a U N T like, like your aunt Gill or is Could that a N T? I mean the picture, it's kind of hard to tell. No, no. What's the, what's what the picture of the spelling? Oh, I thought you were asking me if it was somebody's aunt. So I was looking for like, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. well, you said, and I was like, what's oh, no, the it's spelling a, of it? it's a N T. Okay. 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 I was just be like, shout out. We got the aunties and the uncles out there listening to us. I love it. Yeah. Um, so, but local and Gil. yeah, hopefully you're local. If you're not local, then then you don't oh, win. Right. Just know, so we can give it to someone else. You pick somebody, pick your favorite local Jacksonville person. If, if you're not there, you go. Uh, there you go. Hey, wait, real quick before we get into the Jag bag or uh, reading the next ad. Yeah. Um, Dilly, how is your aunt that we met a couple episodes ago up there on the lake house? Aunt she Jackie. Good? She's aunt Jack. The Vikings lost though, so she's like a so and one. She's pissed. She's pissed. So. All right. Well, you tell hey, tell Aunt Jackie next time you talk to her that we're going up to Cincinnati. We're gonna get that revenge on that ass. Got you. I'll let her know. Please use that exact terminology. She'll appreciate it. She will. I'll text her in uh, like two Wednesdays. Okay. Cool. Continue, Mister Saladay. So, um, you know, nice little segue from our giveaway there. Um, our friends at Perfect Rack are giving out that fifty dollar gift card, yeah. and. They are sponsoring the pod for the season or for the foreseeable future, I guess. Um, so Perfect Rack is a, a billiard spot, a bar in Murray Hill, right on Edgewood. Um, if you guys know where um, Fish Weir Brewing is, they're right across the street from there. If you know where Maple Street is, it's like right across the street from there. Um, but they're locally owned sports bar and grill. They got food. The wings are phenomenal. Um, I think they have 50 cent wings um, Wednesdays or 60 cent wings Wednesdays, something like that. Um, voted best chicken wings and jacks on Folio Weekly. Yeah, uh, let's be real. Let's be real here. Okay. Perfect Rack is the perfect fucking name. Okay. Doesn't get better when it comes to a name for a pool hall. You can almost say they have an A1 name. They've got an A, a grade A1 name, 1000%, right? I mean, and these guys are no chumps over there at Perfect Rack. If they're getting transportation, they're getting it from Boz. Like, they're going Ooh. to the to top, 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 top shelf, these folks. But Perfect Rack, great name, tremendous location, right? Murray Hill, one of the coolest little areas in town to hang out in. Um, good food, good brews, good drinks, great atmosphere. There we go. Put the hand back in. Huge Jags fans. Perfect. Yes. Big supporters of everything we do. So therefore we are big supporters of theirs. 
giving out free shots for every Jags touchdown on game days. And they're giving out free booze. You legitimately can't beat that. Thank, uh, First of all, thank you guys so much for the support. Second, thank you for that gift card giveaway. Hopefully, um, Sally's aunt, whatever her name was, will enjoy it. <laughs> and now, but for real, like really, really awesome spot. They've been, they've been reaching out for a while now, trying to, to just get linked up and, um, and, and support each other, which is really what this is all about, um, is, is teaming up with some cool people and, and trying to put them kind of on the map and, and help them succeed so definitely perfect rack is the spot um before we get into the jag bag are we going to jag bag yep and we're we're, jag bag. we're also going to have a bold take appearance at perfect rack probably this year right one of, one of we're, gu- we're gunning for it I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the schedule and i'm like i don't know when the hell i'm going to do that but it's going to be um, a while but yeah <laughs> maybe you guys can go on thursday night while i'm in cincinnati yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. we can we can facetime um no, I just wanted to shout out one other establishment and they're not, uh, you know, an official sponsor of the pod or anything, but they, it's a local spot, another local spot, right? Which is what we're all about. Um, Jack's Craft Beer. It's Craft and Bottle Shop. It's over in Mandarin. They are providing free beer for members at the home opener tailgate this Sunday. So yeah, um, yeah. it's a smaller shop, right? Like everybody in town, uh, Intuition, Wicked, you know, um, like those are places that have that kind of brand recognition that like, especially a lot of years, like our people, like our members and stuff know them. This is a new partner. And I just wanted to give them kind of a, you know, a little bit of a shout out. Like, it's awesome. Like they reached out, said, Hey, if, you know, if you don't partner with some breweries or if you have any opportunities for us to get out there, they come to the tailgates anyway. He's like, my wife and I come to the tailgates. Like we'd love to come out and just bring awesome. some beer and set up and, you know, kind of represent. So shout out to them for, uh, for that. That's awesome. It is tight. It's always good when it's like your people. I was going to say, I think that's the coolest part about all of our sponsors. Like they're all people we fuck with. And that's like the coolest thing that you can really ask. Yeah, for. I mean, it's like, 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 yeah, manscaped and all that stupid shit has hit us up. And like, we don't got time for that. Like, yeah, you, you gotta be a real one to get, get on the real one. So yeah. Cause I don't know if you guys knew this, like we're not doing this for a job. Um, and we're, we're also not doing it for the money. It's a passion so. project friends. Uh, <laughs> we're just hoping to buy, buy Dilla a new microphone. Like if we can just generate enough revenue, to get Dilly a new microphone every season because it seems like that's what he needs. Um, it, was bad. it was good last week. Damn it. <laughs> He's got the prices right microphone. You see that shit? <laughs> it's the microphone from the Starship hey, Enterprise. The is right. And then when I want to get Meatsky, I'm like, He's like, $1, Bob. <laughs> Bro, that ain't, that ain't a damn microphone. That's. <laughs> Looks like the shit at Burger King back in the day. <laughs> I have a number four. <laughs> I had to swing it back around because I teased it earlier. It sounds like there's going to be more rotation at that safety spot this week. Nice. Sounds like there's going to be what? More rotation at the safety spot. We need less rotation. And yeah, just less more rotation, uh, more doing. switching that out. Hey, so while, while I, like, I agree, I'm going to fucking take it because it's better than what it was. So if it's not you know, next week where you start and maybe more than I'll be pissed, but for now. Yeah, I'd like to know what the hesitancy is with with Cisco. Is it just protecting him because of injury, or, or are they just not sure if he's ready from a like mental standpoint? I saw somewhere I that there was some sort of pitch count. I don't yeah, know where I, saying, I, saw that. I don't know if like 
if it's for fact or not, but just, you know, through the grapevine, I've heard it's more of like a protection thing. You're just trying to get them back to being comfortable. Um, you know, just not thinking about it, just going out there and playing football. It's gotta be, it's gotta be that because they're willingly playing Dewey Wingard in front of them, dude. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. <laughs> it's gotta be the, it's gotta be the injury. Not because you we've, have, we've wasted, enough time talk, <laughs> we've wasted enough time talking about that bum. Let's talk about the Jag bag. All right. Jag bag. Jag bag. Jag bag. Please, BCB couch. Please rank these events in chronological order of happening in the future. One, the Jaguars being a successful franchise. Two, defeating COVID. Three, the shipyards being completed. Four, Dilla has a kid. (laughs) That's pretty good. I guess I'll go first then. Um, So we'll do the shipyards, the Jaguars being good. And then COVID will never be defeated, but I'll die eventually. So it's kind of like a push for third. And kid is fourth, obviously. No, the kid, the me dying and COVID go together. Not from COVID, just from never having a kid and dying and it no longer being possible. So are we going most likely to least likely? In order when they happen. So you're saying shipyards first. Yeah. Jaguars being successful second. Yeah. Defeating COVID third. No, defeating COVID is fourth. Kid is third. But really, they're the same because they're the same. Yeah. Neither neither of them ever happens. COVID will be defeated. COVID will be defeated before you have a kid because you will never have a kid. One day the virus will go away, like in millions and millions of years when the planet. Right. Right. Interesting. That got really deep really quickly. I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) Um, I I need answers. I need answers. Yeah. Um, All right. I'll go. Shipyards will get done before the Jaguars are good. I will go. Dilla has a kid before the Jaguars are good. <laughs> and I will go. Easiest money on fucking COVID Earth. will be defeated before the Jaguars are good. <laughs> so <laughs> really, Jaguars will be good for Caps um, completely out on, on Trevor Lawrence. No, it has nothing to do with Trevor Lawrence. I, I think he's fantastic. And I, I love him like my own long haired son. Um, but yeah no i'm I'm going i'm going dilla has a kid one uh shipyards being completed two defeating covid three the jaguars being a successful franchise four i'm not bringing a kid into the world where the jaguars aren't good people are worried about climate change and covid and school shootings and i'm worried about the jaguars being good Oh my goodness. Next Next question. Next question. Um, at JM Begay, Mayo extraordinaire. Um, I have just gotten into Satanism and I require a blood sacrifice to right all of the Jaguars wrongs over the last 27 seasons, which Jaguar personnel over the course of history, would you personally take out? And why is it Andrew Wingard? (laughs) Hashtag Jag back. (laughs) I agree. Facts. No, I'm going. I was gonna go Hugh, but like that blood might be tainted. So (laughs) it has to be a player, right? Yeah. Has to be a player. Um I mean I guess my real answer would be Nick Foles, because that's the only thing that could, you know, 
so much power of Christ and then Satanism and then that that's more of a, a trench warfare than you'll ever see the Jaguars partake. If you're going that way, you know who played for the Jags this preseason. No, he didn't. He's go he registered zero. Never happened. Never happened. For him. <laughs> Shout out I like I like the Nick Foles answer. That's good. Let's go, Nick Foles. And, and if we were really good at editing, like maybe one day we will be, where we can like edit in videos into this, I would edit in that one where he's like, "It doesn't just oh, happen." Doesn't just happen. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna pick a different one. Just that's I think that's the best answer. But I'm gonna pick a different one. Uh, I'm gonna pick, Ramsey. Just to be just to be crazy, I'm just gonna pick Matt Turk. Nice. Yeah, I got solid. That's solid. Punch. You remember when he shanked that fucking punt? This is before we knew each other. Shanked that punt, and he was like. Loud crowd when everybody booed him. Yeah, I booed him so loud. Yeah, fuck that guy. Um, at Evil Zorak, will they be offering roofies at the newly sponsored roofclaim.com spas? Hashtag check that. Ain't got nothing to do with that. Next. <laughs> uh, but hey, uh, while y'all are throwing around that uh, roof claim money, <laughs> y'all want to want to sponsor a podcast let us know <laughs> <laughs> roofclaim.com kind of sounds like more our speed than like the jacksonville jaguars of the nfl doesn't it yeah, yeah someone someone <laughs> tweeted at them or facebooked them and like sent me a screenshot and it said something like you would have got more money's worth out of sponsoring the bull take pod <laughs> <laughs> hey well if everybody's listening out there go out there and like and you haven't tweeted that to that company yet feel free to do so Please. Please do. Um, at Pine of Jack, what share of blame does Solly have in the loss for calling it preseason game four? I'd say 80%. <laughs> Dude, he's been busting your balls about that for like two weeks. <laughs> Man, the, the confidence level overall was high, my bros. Like we lost we here's my rebuttal though. We lost our two pre first two preseason games in embarrassing fashion. It was a preseason game. That's exactly how we performed for the preseason when we actually played anybody worth a shit. Listen. It was a preseason game. I did not go into that game thinking that we were definitely going to win. I did. I know you did. And then <laughs> so did you. Yeah, I did. I know. And so did everyone around me in that stadium. So did everyone around me on Saturday night. Yeah, everyone were, yeah. expected we were going to win. And I've just, I've been through this shit too often. And I, I will just, what I'm going to do is I'm going to refer folks to Alfie Crow and his pinned tweet on Twitter. The Jaguars are bad until they are not. Shit, that shit has been up for a long time and it's still fucking... They're still bad. Still double bad. Down. They're going to win this week, too. Two. They're going to win this week. I'll say for me, the psychological <laughs> issue was like the whole complete refresh just made you like so excited that you just got overconfident. You know That's what I mean? They do, man. Listen, Sean thinking about like the Con family coach, now is in wrestling, right? The wrestling is about getting people all gassed up. You got your heels, you got your faces. Like it, it's, it's about just, it's, it's about playing with people's emotions and that's what they're good at. That's, that is their business bumpers and playing with people's emotions. All right. Our check-in, our weekly check-in from Hungary at Ik triad. Is that how you say it? I don't know if that's yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. 
Who had better first days on the job? Urban Meyer as Jags head coach in the regular season or the captain of the Titanic? Hashtag Jag <laughs> I don't think we need to answer that question. It's one of those. It's a great question that gets read. Thanks. Um, who we got next? We have at JM Day two parter. Number one, why is Houston like that? And number two, why would Gary Criswell go to the stadium three hours early if he wasn't even going to catch a uh, play catch with Leonard Fournette? Hashtag Jack. <laughs> 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 Gary did shout out to Gary man it's good to see Gary I ain't seen him in a minute um <laughs> Gary definitely did Gary not even go to the bar gate I swear I no, thought he was there the bar gate. No, he was yeah he was there. I love seeing Gary out on trips he's a he's an OG tripper yep yep yeah shout out I mean, to Gary for um rooming with us in Nashville one year remember that well, in, a, in another, another in bed and him ripping us. The whole he was time. ripping us like Chris. <laughs> <laughs> another, another bro who, you know, I don't think knew anybody prior to coming on a couple of those trips, right? And just you know, so yeah. now, that's uh, you know, that's what tends to happen. But yeah, no, Gary, Gary's a big. I think he's a big get in there early, check shit out kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that is hilarious. <laughs> uh next up we got um at to- i i am e to the t he simply says we're gonna start out the season zero and four like et from the 1010 xl producer ET? Yeah. Yes. yes are we gonna start out zero and four yeah it's quite po- honestly not possible if we're winning this week so no <laughs> <laughs> what'd you just say? say that again can you repeat that because you got a sense of you said it's quite possible it's not it's not possible because we're gonna win. <laughs> i said quite honestly that's not possible because we're gonna win this weekend oh, okay okay I, I misunderstood sorry um i'm going to go the other route i think it's entirely possible that we start owing for agree if you win week two how can you be owing for look show me <laughs> pretend like i'm, I'm from gonna the... refer you back to alfie's pin tweet again two minutes later one and three is not good Relax. i'm i'm missouri okay i'm the show me state like show me bro uh, or misery next next <laughs> up is um at jnug 89 how was the barbecue dilla hashtag ten, jag bag 10 out of 10 hey man i was pumped that we saw him one more time shout out to him he he literally flew in got into houston at like 10 a.m. and flew out at 6 p.m. Just caught the game. No, so he flew out. He had he, the worst trip of anybody. He left Minneapolis. No, this crazy fucker left Minneapolis at like 5 a.m. local time. Wild. Landed at like 8 something. Came straight from the airport to the bar gate. Mm-hmm. Was one of like three walk-ups total that I let in. And the only one that I didn't let make weight and the funny thing was i was super busy it was a couple days before the trip and that asshole was messaging me and he's like yo cap this is my itinerary and i'm like yo you're crazy like what the hell are you even doing he's like he's like i I just bought game tickets you know it's like last minute if i show up this bargate shit you ain't gonna kick me out are you (laughs) (laughs) and i just i never even answered him kind of half on purpose kind of half not and then he shows up and he just kind of gives me that look, gives me a hug. And he's like, 
dude, what do I got to do? And I'm like, motherfucker, just give us the money. Like, come in here. Like, you can have my damn bar gate for like, like you, somebody as crazy as you. But the so then he let, yes, yeah, so you're right. Is like, he went to the game and then he was flying out at like six o'clock to go back. He was working Monday. That's what he told me. He said, the reason he has to do it is because he got to work Monday. And here's the crazy thing, boys. He's not the only motherfucker that texted me some shit like that. Yeah. There were people who legit were like, I can't miss Trevor's first game. Like, think about that, man. When people talk about how we don't have fucking fans and, you know, this, that, and the other. I mean, people who are taking their hard-earned money, who didn't even have any vacation time or whatever, couldn't miss work, couldn't miss school, were getting on a plane, same day, flying somewhere, spending all that money to go to that game. And Milk wasn't even the only one that I had messaging me about that shit a lot of people were doing it yeah, there's a bunch of real ass fans man joe and uh you know speaking of missouri um he was in texas and he's gonna be joe in Alpha. this week yeah. yeah he's a real one always has been that guy's yeah. always everywhere i love that dude yeah, yeah he's awesome yeah he's good people for sure man um yeah season ticket holder and shit from missouri yeah crazy yeah. crazy 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 um people are psychos about their team well, it, it, and that's the thing, man. And I think that's why I get so passionate when people start talking shit about us as a fan base, this, that, the other. It's like the amount, like, it's one thing for somebody like me not to give up on this team. Yeah. Because I got so much time, energy, money invested in it. It's a whole nother damn thing for somebody who lives in Missouri to still have season tickets and be traveling to away <laughs> games and home games and shit. Like, that's just crazy, man. Yeah, that doesn't make no sense. That dude's crazy, but I love him. Uh, he's a shot. We, I guess we shared a shot on sun, on Saturday night, and I don't really remember. Kind of remember a little bit. What'd you do, bro? He's back. You're muted, Sally. Muted. Ding, ding. Call me a ding, ding. The computer did it, bro. <laughs> Fucking Riverside Internet. Hope that didn't fuck anything up. I doubt it. It, re- it kept recording all the way until right before you came back. Yeah, but I'm the one that's recording. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It recorded and then stopped. We hey. should just do it like this. This is money. We should do every jag bag like this. I actually like this way better. This is like we're sitting next to each other. This yeah, I kind of like this too. <laughs> do we need to just leave it like this? Yeah, scoot, scoot closer to cap. If, if, this, if this recording actually gets gets um. <laughs> uploaded to youtube leave a comment and tell us if you prefer this or the other view this will be the outtakes yeah this is like we're sitting like on a jury together this is fantastic yeah man i had two more fucking jag bag questions we know we got we can't end it like that can you edit it or no we didn't even mm-hmm. say love you jb i mean if it takes too long, it's okay i don't want you to have to like i feel you i wouldn't want to stay up extra to make another video fit wait what I'm saying, like, if it's a pain in the ass to do, I feel you. No worries. We're probably recording right now. Like, yeah, uh, we are. It says we are. I just don't know if it all like went together. You know, I feel you. This is this is fantastic. Should we just continue? Like, it's still going. Might as well. All right. Welcome to the bold take. <laughs> this might be the only thing that gets uploaded. The whole rest of it might be gone. Who knows? The Urban Meyer episode. Um. Last couple questions was at. J fix 88. What happens first? The Jaguars win a game 
or Dillard and Kendra Middleton go on their first official date? Jack hashtag Jag bag. Interesting. Um, she lives in like Boston or something. Yeah, Jags in Boston. Jags are winning on Sunday, so there's your answer. Well, big answers. I mean, how do you go against the the man himself? Oh, I only read that question so that I could also read this question from Cole Farley. Okay. Uh, oh bro, she came out of nowhere. Is it possible she's a double agent employed by Shad Khan to uncover Dilla's source? She seems to be playing the long game. If so, we didn't talk about that at all. Yeah. She's a bad, she's a bad double agent if that's the case. <laughs> Unless she's playing the real long game. Yeah, for real, real. Maybe like she's waiting for when the Jaguars make the playoffs and play New England again. You can't, <laughs> play, you can't play the long game for one weekend, dude. Long, long, long game. Well, you haven't met Dilla. That's some <laughs> long game right there, if you ask me. Um, I think that's what Cole meant, no? Uh, yeah, so – that was funny because we thought Kendra, like initially we thought like that was a, a total catfish situation. I remember Dilla's like, yeah, she was asking me about if I was going to be at the bold city brigade tailgate. And I'm like, tailgate, we're having a tailgate. And, and I was like, dude, she's catfishing you. She's catfishing you. Then she eventually showed up. Was it Saturday or whatever? And we all met her. So shout out to Kendra. It's good to meet you. Um, think, think you probably had your fill of the, the BCB crew for, for a little while. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Listen, like this, those things have to naturally happen. So we'll just, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see, we'll see if that love blow, you know, blows, not blows. That wasn't what I was going for. Blossoms, and grows. blossoms and grows, but I, I just kind of <laughs> combined them there. That wasn't really what I was going for. Um, but yeah, well, nonetheless, any of those things. Next question, Sally, anything else? That was it, man. That was it. Okay. Great way to end it. Um, I had one other thing. What the hell was it? Oh uh, yeah, home uh, opener tailgate. What's that? <laughs> Jokingly said score predictions. Yes. Um 30 yeah. 38 12 Broncos. 33. You think Lambo's going to hit four field goals? Yeah, right. Two touchdowns with two missed extra points. That's that is <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> I'm going 27 17 Broncos. And I'm going 29 15 Jaguars. <laughs> remember, it's all about the friends. We <laughs> it's all about the friends we made along the way and the franchise quarterbacks we get to watch throw frozen ropes around the field, whether the team sucks or not. Remember, at home, I looked at the seating chart. It's it'll be thick. I'm kind of pumped. I already seen Titans. I mean, uh, Broncos fans at work, and it's fucking Thursday. So heads up. <laughs> There's a lot of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they come out of nowhere, bro. They come out of nowhere. Well, in fairness, we we rolled pretty deep in Denver a couple years. Yeah, they ago. were shocked. I I told some of the people of Houston, like especially at the baseball game, they were dope. I enjoyed a lot of. The yeah, they were cool. Too. They were. Yeah. No. I I overall. I thought folks were were super hospitable, um, even at the game to a degree, until I was just on the concourse, minding my own damn business up there. And this guy comes up. There's like two or three of us standing there. And he walks up and he like taps me on the shoulder. He's like, dude, it's, it, it'll be all right. And I'm like, cool. Thanks, bro. And like I turn around and look at my little 27-inch TV that I'm now watching my <laughs> franchise QB play on. And, and he, and he kind of taps me on the shoulder again. He's like, he goes, yeah, man. He's like, look, Trevor Lawrence is overrated, like, it, but it'll be all right. And I, I just, 
ignored him. And he said, short little fat yeah. guy in a red jersey. No, he 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 turns around. He, he, he kind of kept talking. So finally, I turned around, and looked at him, and I said, "Bro, listen, you walked over here, and I really don't want to like have this moment with you. But since you seem to insist on having this moment, I have nothing to say to a grown ass man who's wearing a giant Texas emblem around his neck with faux white chain." attached to it like I, I got nothing to say to you bro like you're wearing that around your neck you have nothing else to say to me i have nothing else to say to you just walk the fuck away and this dude's face just went like this he's like he's like bro you have to take it so serious man you have to take it so serious like you you, you get you're getting all mad like what the hell bro and like he legit went from like kind of confused to pissed off and he keeps running his mouth and i'm like okay all right whatever you say texans guy like just fucking walk away <laughs> and he and he's then i see him he's like standing over there like for 20 minutes like looking at me and then his buddies come over and he's like pointing at me and i'm just like sorry buddy like you yeah. came over here so and that's one of the reasons why i left because I, <laughs> I, I, I saw another i saw another tennessee happen and i was just like i can't i can't do this like, <laughs> i can't I'm, keep rocking people in their own stadium <laughs> no I, i'm too old for that shit man and I, I but it's just like it got to the point to where I was trying to be nice and I was trying to ignore the dude. Yeah. And then I didn't, it's not like I challenged him or tried to fight him or anything. I just hit him back and I'm way quicker and more witty than he is. Yeah. And so he got all offended and shit. And it's like, okay, go be in your feelings over there. All right. Your, your fucking team is whooping my team's ass. Congratulations. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. So anyway, story time with cap there at the end of the episode. <laughs> Always welcome. Always welcome. Um, all right, boys. Well, uh, see you. See you Sunday. See you Sunday. Go Jaguars. Go J. Let's go JJ's. Let's go. Let's go. Love you, JB. Love you, JB. Love you, JB. Oh boy. <laughs>